0: From Relevant
1: Magazine, it's the Relevant Podcast.
2: I'm foolish, running off at the tulips. probably women all the cruelest, persecutors, the foes. Catch me hanging with shooters, rumors, destroy your medulla. My mama told me they were screws, but I already knew it. Who don't give them peace of mind? They can have peace of mind. No, they thinking I'm blind, but I just paid them no mind. Yeah, I know they be lying. They misquoting my lines. Hey, like what you think you're doing? Putting hope in your eyes.
3: It's the
4: week of Friday, August 31st, 2012. It's the relevant podcast. I'm your host Cameron Strang, and here with me in our Orlando studios is my better half Maya Strang. Mm. Hello. Hey, I'm trying out a new thing for you. I liked it. To her left,
0: I don't know. You say it, Calvin it- Kearley. Oh, I thought you were going to say the mustache free Calvin Kearley. Oh, You're oh, all oh, no. In. You're like your completely short. Yeah, you Everything. did more than just your give face in. is smooth as a baby seal. Well, no, it's it's it's. I could go smoother.
1: <laughs> oh, oh no!
0: We're off the rails. You look uh, like you're seventeen. Start over.
1: We're, we're in the ditch, guys. <laughs> Wait, what happened? You
0: went okay. When Paper you're for our plastic, sir. <laughs> when you're bearded, you look. Where's like, your
4: ticket? When you're bearded, you look pushing forty. When you're mustachioed, <laughs> when you're mustachioed, you look.
1: Yeah, we got you a know Benjamin Button with well, yeah, a gun. When you're I'm mustachioed,
4: like you look mid thirties in 1981, <laughs> and then and now like completely shorn, you look seventeen. I'm
1: trying to appeal to a younger demographic. (laughs) (laughs) Um, How long did the mustache last? Two and a half days.
4: (laughs) 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 It didn't even make it to the podcast being aired. It was
3: Friday. I was like, where is it? The podcast hasn't even gone up yet, and it's already gone.
4: I might bring it back. It'll take you about a day and a half to grow it. Darn right it will. (laughs) Your body's like a chia pet. (laughs) <laughs> uh, we are recording this uh, podcast incredibly early, and we're all out of sorts because the uh, the person on the Skype line, Jesse Carey, is on vacation again. So. Uh, High maintenance. But
1: but at least I'm making an effort here. I'm Skyping in for vacation. (laughs) I could get a little credit instead of let's do it half hour early.
4: (laughs) (laughs) And then uh, over there is our illustrious producer on the ones and twos, Chad Michaels, who is not on vacation. No, (laughs) hello, friends.
3: We're all working.
4: Yeah. Except Jesse, just a half hour well, I'm, early. Well,
3: I'm working
1: right now.
4: <laughs> up there, up there, early. <laughs> up there in Loverland, they've got those like UK rules where you get like a month of vacation. <laughs> yeah,
1: right. All the whole summer, people just check out. Are yeah.
0: you back in the Jersey Shore?
1: No, no, I'm in. I'm in uh, the Outer Banks. I'm actually in Rodanthe, uh, mm. the uh, location of the film Nights in Rodanthe. I mm. saw that. How are the nights there? Uh, they are very romantic. Is that
4: the bridges, where they have the bridges to? The Madison County? Is that Madison County?
1: Um, there are bridges here. Uh, <laughs> but I'm not sure of their proximity to Madison County.
4: Are there a lot of notebooks there where you are?
1: <laughs> uh, there And also messages and bottles just flip up. Yeah. And they're like um, you know, sad love letters to lovers that will never receive them. Except Kevin Costner, he's here.
0: <laughs> of course. Jesse, I recommend that you and your wife um, maybe share a walk one to remember maybe. a walk to remember
3: <laughs> Richard Gere is if, in, if, in that movie. if she is
0: in fact the lucky one
3: that yeah
1: would... Richard Gere is in fact in the movie because right when you walk into the beach house there's a big poster of the Knights in Rodanthe should you forget that the film was made
4: how much money do you make that you
0: have a beach house in Rodanthe <laughs>
1: My parents rented it for the whole family. He's
0: been starting up a Mexican white sauce business on the side. I've been been shipping it to parts of
1: the country uh, that that don't have it, which is—I have a lot of customers.
4: Yeah, see, evidence of the power of the podcast. It's like the SNL bump, you know, or the Colbert bump. Either way, I do have a Colbert bump. It's—it's. uh. you want to get that looked at? Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. need to get it drained.
0: Oh. 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 We're in the ditch. <laughs> Speaking of Mexican white sauce, I mean hello. <laughs>
3: what
1: yeah, the heck? Was that that
3: voice. People like that voice.
1: He's going for an early slide whistle. Yeah, someone on it. Twitter called you punny. Yeah, I saw and that. It yeah, but he's punny. Which is a pun. You wasn't. It wasn't describing puny. how funny you are, which <laughs> I thought was very well done. I don't. I, sorry, I don't recall that. If handle. you like puns, right? Yeah. <laughs> Which, who doesn't? Which, let me saying, ask which you this. Does. Is everyone on here American? <laughs> 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 I'm pretty sure we all like puns. No offense to non-American listeners, but <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's not, it's not, I don't see how they could construe that as offensive. I'm just saying it's very American to like puns.
4: Right. All of our Canadian listeners are just aghast right now.
1: Yeah. No, no offense to non-American listeners, but I just want those out there. These colors don't run. <laughs> From puns?
4: These colors, these colors don't pun? Uh, yeah. They do pun. Oh.
1: There's
0: something there.
4: Let me nope. work on it. Nope. Okay.
1: <laughs> Make a list. Yeah. Give me five. Shake that around. I that around.
0: I don't, and that's why. <laughs> I can't look at your face. It's so weird.
1: <laughs>
5: oh. Man, you got to find I mean, a happy medium because he said the same thing last week. Yeah.
0: <laughs> just be general. Hairy. <laughs> I, I, my idea is to show up at the podcast recording looking completely
3: different every, every week. week. Yeah.
4: yeah. yeah. Uh,
0: All right. We have a great podcast for you
4: today. Uh, I think Jesse went away. Did he? Jesse? Go? No, I'm here. Oh,
3: <laughs> he <laughs>
4: just, just got bored.
0: Just, he
1: went no for a comment. dip in the
0: ocean. He'll be back in five.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sorry. It's very romantic here. I couldn't help but look over it's the ocean. and Just get lost.
5: <laughs>
4: Um, We have a great podcast for you today Um, Coming up later, we talk to one of our favorite bands, The Heavy uh, That's coming up We also have a a game coming up, uh, the Fantasy Showdown You know, it's fantasy football season So we have the Uh. Fantasy Showdown game And we're going to introduce you to uh, a new member of our team Who's actually the person who did The Heavy Our new managing editor, um, Tyler Huckabee He's going to say hi on the podcast coming up later
3: We're letting him talk
4: well he talks well, to the always, heavy.
0: He's just gonna say hi, Maya. Uh,
3: hi and then walk out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> okay. Hi. I believe yeah <laughs>
0: I think you should type it in so like one of those Mac like voice generators.
1: Hi. Ah,
3: hello.
0: <laughs> Thank you.
1: How do you do <laughs> that? Well that's
0: really good. Yeah. That was
1: really, really good. Today yeah.
0: I am talking to the Heavy. That's amazing. <gasps> How do you hello, do that? Hello Heavy why are you so heavy? No, uh, you're uh, losing it. Uh, you're uh, losing it. Uh, you lost it. <laughs> yeah. It's
4: temporary. None
0: <laughs> of that was post, guys. That was all
1: live. That was amazing. That was shocking. That
4: was, that was like Bane on Batman. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but at first, we have your entertainment releases. Music coming out on Tuesday, September 4th. Really? Matchbox 20 made the list. Oh, they're back, guys. Matchbox 20 with North. They're back. Were they
3: ever gone? Finally. Uh, I don't know. I remember 1998. Listening to their first season. Do you know
4: the Push. Do you know the name of their band Man, before was Matchbox Twenty? Before his uh, Matchbox Twenty,
0: uh, I think I know it. What is it? It, it was something uh, like Victoria's handbag, or yeah. I'm in the ballpark, right? right? Path, yeah, yeah. You're on the right path. Two two bits of trivia, guys. Okay. They formed in Orlando, Florida. I knew yeah. that. Yeah.
1: Are you on the Wikipedia? As well? I,
0: I sure am. And they were formerly known as Tabitha's Secret. Secret. There That's you go. Right. Yep.
1: That sounds like like a mid '90s sitcom. Like Tabitha's Secret. You're thinking yeah. of... Like a Caroline in the City or something. <laughs> You're thinking of
0: the Kirstie Alley vehicle, which I forget what it was. Veronica's Closet.
1: Yeah. But that's what I'm saying. It sounds like Tabitha's Secret could be like a mid-90s sitcom.
0: I used to have a band. Uh, we may have talked about that at one point. And when we moved to Orlando... Yeah, you played the clarinet. Yeah. And we moved to Orlando <laughs> around... I well, know this is back in 2004. We recorded at a studio in Orlando. So this With, is still the heyday of Matchbox 20. Sure. Um, and but we're the, still in the
1: heyday. <laughs> the guy that
0: was in, what is it called? Veronica's... Tabitha's, Tabitha's Secret. Tabitha's Secret. Secret. <laughs> uh, the, the Veronica's is a totally different band. <laughs> yeah. uh, the guitar player that was in the original Matchbox 20, Veronica's... Handbag, Tabitha <laughs> tab <of> the Secret <laughs> was uh, the owner and uh, producer at this recording studio, and that's where we recorded. Oh,
1: no big deal, so. but I hung out with him. But so. I think
0: he was—I uh, think they recorded Creed.
1: Uh, another another Central Florida. Central right. Florida's put out a lot of good bands.
4: So you got your Backstreet Boys, you got your In Sync, you got your uh, your Creed, you got your Matchbox Twenty. Paramore. They basically
1: owned yeah. a decade.
4: <laughs> uh, okay, so Matchbox Twenty, Smash Mouth making a comeback. Come on with, with magic. So are they from Again. Are they from Orlando? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Two Door Cinema Club with Beacon, Animal Collective. It's coming out with Centipede HZ, as Hurts. in Centipede Hertz Hertz. Yeah. <laughs> uh, stars with the North. I like Stars.
0: Oh, it's interesting. So, uh, Matchbox Twenty and Stars have albums called North or stars is the north. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting. I, I still, I feel like they're both going to go south.
5: <laughs> <laughs> whistle
0: me. Oh, <laughs> the
5: look you do. <laughs> he, he just, oh. he
1: just waves it. Come on in. Bring the whistle. Yeah, bring, just like, back just, it up. Like he stares
3: Cameron down. Like, go ahead.
1: Yeah, you just he just looks over Cameron and nods, like 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 a pitcher who finally got the fastball from the catcher. <laughs> like nope, nope, nope. Okay, whistle yep, right there.
4: there. Right there. <laughs> Cap Power with Sun. My goodness, this list is long. Jens Leckman with I Know What Love Isn't. Jared Anderson, or you alum Jared Anderson? I went to school with him. Mm-hmm. The Narrow Road. LeCrae is coming out with Gravity. LeCrae's featured in the new issue of Relevant. And our pick of the week, Derek Webb with control
2: sky
0: night of
4: movie release is coming out on Friday September 7th the words uh, starring Bradley Cooper Jeremy Irons Dennis Quaid I think it's set up in uh, Rodanthe.
1: Yeah. Anything, I, I don't know why I think this, but it seems to me like anything with Jeremy Irons is going to be boring.
4: <laughs> it's on his Wikipedia page.
1: <laughs> yeah. He's, a, he's one of those talented actors of his generation. But you should know every film is, is a sleeper.
4: The Cold Light of Day is coming out starring Bruce Willis, Sigourney Weaver, Henry Cavill, and our pick of the week. I don't know. Bachelorette. No, this would not be our Starring of week. K- <laughs> Kirsten Dunst. So, that
0: Sounds good.
4: Okay, that'll do it for your entertainment releases. Stay tuned. Up next, Slices. You're listening to Minus the Bear. The song is Lies and Eyes. At the beginning of the podcast, you heard Lecrae, this new one, called I Know, off his upcoming album Gravity. Okay, it's time for Slices. So we're going to start Slices a little differently than normal. So up up later, we have an interview with the band, The Heavy. Uh And uh, our new managing editor, Tyler Huckabee, is one who did the interview. So I thought it'd be nice to introduce Tyler to the podcast listeners before we got to that segment number one. And I thought it makes sense to do it in slices because Tyler's the guy who writes all the slices on the website. So, welcome to the podcast, Tyler Huckabee. Thank you. It's really nice to be here. I,
1: and I don't... I don't.
5: <laughs> he got that's an up-whistle. So, that's so sweet. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Thanks. That's a big deal around here, Tyler. Yeah. I've, I know, they, I know they've only up-whistled about. like four times ever. must <laughs> yeah. an accident.
5: <laughs> one, he was just learning how to use the whistle. <laughs> I'll, I'll be honest, when I came in here, I did not expect to get a slide whistle. For my introduction, an up whistle, thats yep. a, an up whistle, yeah, an up whistle. so I'm so I'm
4: really excited about that. <laughs> that's good. So uh, you know we're not going to take much time. we gotta get into slices. The people are waiting for slices. You are holding <laughs> them up yeah. from what they want. faded so breath. so
5: w- why don't you just tell us a little bit about who is Tyler Huckabee? That's impossible to do in the amount of time that I have today, but I'll try to break it down. Really simple. Yeah, hit the highlights. I'll I'll, get, I'll do a few. And I'll do it. I'll do it. Can not you do it in an my interpretive usual? dance? I won't do it in my usual <laughs> song format. <laughs> <laughs> Tyler Huckabee likes to cause trouble. And can put up with trouble from other people. Oh, clearly. Okay. Boom. Boom. So Tyler you're gonna do Huckabee. this in the third person. I'm known for Tyler Huckabee. Tyler Huckabee talks about himself in third person quite a bit.
1: You're like you're like LeBron James. <laughs> he's oh, not
5: embarrassed to perfect. admit that he's a lot like LeBron James in many ways.
1: <laughs> I've been called the LeBron James of everything I do. He's sort of he's
5: sort of he's sort of the Midwest's LeBron. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's something that that, that he's that he's heard many times. Yeah.
1: Well, awesome. King Uh-oh. King Huckabee. We've heard of. Him. <laughs>
5: Tyler Rugby wears a lot of denim I saying People like wear People wear a the Canadian, the Canadian tuxedo is my it's
1: Go-to. my outfit
5: for the world.
4: Tyler does more than slices he uh, well uh, he's also <laughs> got his hand in pretty much every content cookie jar we have uh, he came in it was thrown in the absolute deep end and he, he's now come up for air and now we're we've got some fun stuff uh, in motion some exciting things coming up um okay well we we got to get rolling i just want to introduce tyler give some context for the interview that's coming up later mm-hmm. um it's not the last time you'll hear from tyler here on the podcast oh. so oh he's like oh no, i just no, got no, a commitment no, no. i just got booked <laughs> um so uh okay well thanks for joining us thanks thanks, thanks guys all
5: right
4: <laughs> so that's tyler huckabee there you go there's some context mr huckabee some color all right it's time for slices what do you have jesse
1: uh, well, <laughs> I, I read this headline, and, and I, I just knew right then. It's Some of those moments where the, it, it, there's days when it's really hard to find like a slice you just feel great about. This is what I read the headline and just knew. <laughs> Gibbons, which is a type of monkey... On Helium, Sing Like Opera Singers.
3: Awesome. <laughs> and this
1: is from Reuters. Uh, and the lead for this article is, Gibbons are jungle divas. <laughs> <laughs> nice. It just gets better. Uh, so basically, the story is, Gibbons are these jungle monkeys that, uh, that have this really loud call, like out in the jungle. Like they call their mates. Like you can hear them like screaming. And for some reason... Japanese research, science, <laughs> Japanese research scientists decided it'd be a good idea to test what they sound like when they inhale helium. Mm-hmm. So, like when humans inhale helium, you know, you get that high pitched, uh, you know, kind of squeaky, funny voice. Um, so. They said that the, the scientists claim that they were testing similarities between their vocal structures, the gibbons, and human vocal structures, and decided that seeing what they sounded like on helium would be a comparable way uh, to to figure out you know some things we didn't know. I think they just heard the monkey howl, and one of them was like dude, we should put one of those monkeys on to Helium. <laughs> 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 but evidently, I listened to one of the screams that they had online on Helium, and I wouldn't go as far as to say opera singers, but I guess they're saying it's a note that only opera singers we, can, we can need, hit. We
4: need to hear it. Can we play it? Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah,
1: that was it. But
3: uh...
4: <laughs> How did that sound like an opera singer? How did this make international news? <laughs> It, did, it just went boom We only got a
1: I think we only got a small sample because they said they did it uh they recorded twenty calls um in 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 their experiments. And so that was obviously only one that they pl- that they played in repeat. I like it. I would see that opera. <laughs> I did. It's a movie called chimpanzee. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. I I hadn't seen that yet. It it's was clever. too close to Planet of the Rise of the Planet of the Apes.
3: <laughs> the documentary.
1: Yeah. Yeah, the, this other documentary I saw starring James Franco before he's an actor. <laughs> oh, he was
4: a, he was a monkey research scientist. Yeah. He was a research scientist. scientist. Yeah. Oh, he yeah. is
3: the worst actor in the world. Uh, well, how does do he agree keep getting in
4: all these know. amazing movies?
0: Well, he and he performs. He's the same
3: character
1: in each. Yeah, Everything. just kind of like 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 very. Oh, he's overly. He always has overly inquisitive facial expression. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like he's always like.
3: Hmm. <laughs> what do you have, Maya? So because we were early, finding a slice was a little difficult. Um, well, my, mine is just is kind of a blurb. There is. Did you guys ever see the Neverending Story? Yes, it was. Oh, yeah. It was.
4: Isn't it? It was filmed, in a, it was filmed based in Redanthi. <laughs>
1: yes, <laughs> it was. That that flying dog actually lives here now. <laughs> Falcor. He has an, Yeah, Falcor. Uh, hasn't been doing well since that film came my out.
0: My favorite part of that he movie is... a restaurant. Is, uh,
1: <laughs> it's it's dilapidated. It's this old, dilapidated, you know, pancake house that Falcor runs. <laughs> really sad guys. Drove by there this morning. He's
0: like an overweight line cook in the back. Order up. Um, but my favorite part of that movie is at the end when uh, Bastion's riding Falcor through the alleyway and they're going after these bullies, and Falcor yeah. just says, "Like get those turkeys." Ah! <laughs> <laughs> and it's and watching it when you're not five years old, it's really like, oh, that's lame.
4: But but why? What made you think of that? James Franco's acting? Yes.
1: <laughs> well,
0: I think James Franco played Falcor. <laughs> it was
1: a motion cap.
0: <laughs> and what was, was mo, Falcor mo
1: gonna do if he caught the bullies? Like eat them? Like that Probably. would be a pretty Probably. terrible fate. They you know? Taste like, like oh, you you picked on the that's little kid. Them now you're gonna die. You know? Yeah.
3: Well, the whole reason I brought the Neverending Story up and the awesomeness of that movie.
4: So it is awesome.
3: Yeah. Well, in my I haven't seen it since.
4: Because cuz things years that years things probably? that are in my head as awesome from my childhood. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Many of them are no longer awesome. The other night on Amazon Instant Prime streaming, I found Alf. Yeah. Huh. And I'm like, "Oh, I loved Alf. Right. I loved Alf when I was a kid." <laughs> I put it on. The worst show
0: ever (laughs) made. Well good thing they're making a movie of it.
4: Yeah. I couldn't believe so you're saying
1: Alf doesn't hold up.
4: I couldn't believe how badly it held up. I mean, like I was like mad at my young self. For loving it. For thinking that this was somehow decent.
3: You were just a child.
4: I don't care. (laughs) I should have had better taste. It was awful. But maybe they were all awful and we just have like in context of each other. Like compared to other mid '80s sitcoms, Alf was good and funny because other ones were so bad. Maybe it was contextually good.
1: I don't know. See, but the, it a- was awful. the '80s went through this weird time with sitcoms where. It, it, it was totally acceptable to have an implausible sci-fi twist to like a, an otherwise normal sitcom. Like Alpha had an Alien living there. Harry and the Hendersons had a Sasquatch that lived with the family. I
3: like that show. Like that Sm- was the
1: premise of the show. Small Wonder. Small
3: was Wonder, the, yeah, exactly. She was a robot.
4: And then there was that one with the You're cube right. where the dad lived in the cube.
1: Yeah, Mork and Morgan, I mean, Mindy yeah. was you know it was like when did when did they, like did they just run out of conventional ideas and was like no nah, we gotta have a weird sci fi twist like a Bigfoot that lives in the garage.
4: But then the other <laughs> night I was I was up late and I got watching the the TV Land and uh, you know and I got tired of seeing you know modern ones so I just mm-hmm. started flipping around and I saw a marathon of the Golden Girls. Mm-hmm. Uh, it happened to be on Lifetime. Don't judge me. <laughs> so um, so I, I flip it over 2 a.m. to watch some Golden Girl reruns.
3: That holds up. It does hold up. It
4: actually oddly holds it's, up. It's, it's not funnier. great. But you knew that it wasn't great then, too. You know, it's, it's, just, it's equal now. So how come some other old sitcoms are so much worse? That's why I'm wondering if, if your movie, The NeverEnding Story, I right. wonder if you would actually like it now.
3: I need to see if it's on Netflix, maybe.
1: I, I remember when I was a kid... And I don't, I, when I say kid, I can't remember how old I was. There was a time I saw the movie Mom and Dad Save the World. I, I don't even know if anyone remembers it. Yeah. John Lovitz is in it. Right. And I there was a there was a, a time where I was convinced John Lovitz was the funniest human being on the planet. Like I saw City Slickers two, like shortly after that time, I was like, John Lovitz stole every scene in that movie.
3: Like if John
1: Lovitz was in it, I was seeing it when I was a kid. Like awesome. when the critic was on TV, that cartoon uh, he did. But that was yeah.
4: that was great. That I was thought great. I
1: thought this is the best show I've ever seen. Like I'm laughing. The I would go to school and tell my friends jokes that I heard John Lovitz say. A critic
3: um so the whole reason i brought up never in story take three or four here um is speaking is of takes anyway <laughs> uh, no, I'm just in <laughs> the 80s they did
0: one day do you
1: guys good. remember Darkwing duck
3: <laughs> oh that's the best show <laughs> no it's not <laughs> i'm the telling I, you I I what doing doing that i did dark i'm sorry maya duck. i'm sorry <laughs> so never in story anyone um My whole This is a never ending slice. This is a never ending (laughs) slice, yeah. Yeah. was because there is someone currently, just recently, a a woman over in uh, Sweden decided she loved that movie so much, maybe it impacted her. Hopefully she'd seen it again since she saw it as a child. (laughs) She got sleeves of the characters all like... All over like her. Like tattoos. Like tattoos, tattoo sleeves oh, of, of wow. scenes from the movie all over oh. her I see, arms.
4: And I, on it, I actually, I interestingly did that with Alf. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> and
1: I'm regretting it now. Right, yeah. <laughs> see, I have Joe Rogan tattoos from <laughs> <the Ukrainian laughs> over my entire body.
3: Uh, uh, I was just, you know, thinking what, I mean, we've obviously delved into shows that haven't held up, but maybe something that has held up that you would want Tattooed on your arm? Mm-hmm. I think, like I think so, for so enough money,
1: I can get a sleeve of all the Seinfeld characters. Hmm.
4: For enough money. So somebody has chosen, <laughs> I want to pay Jesse a <laughs> yeah. certain amount of money so he would be willing to put this on his body. I'm pretty sure you can... Yeah, a tat- I, I, I would
1: voluntarily tattoo the Seinfeld characters on my arm.
3: They are pretty funny.
1: I mean, it would be a hilarious tattoo. <laughs> it would. And, you know, <laughs> like, like- especially if I had like a really good like, you know, portrait artists do them where they're was was really realistic.
4: Do it as a Mount Rushmore type thing, <laughs> yeah. shoulder to shoulder on your back.
1: <laughs> I get a full Seinfeld back piece <laughs> where I their faces are like hovering over the diner.
4: I would do a full-size Seinfeld on my entire backside of my body. So <laughs> his body his is literally oh, overlaid over body. my entire body.
0: Or you could just do like characters. I'm wearing Seinfeld's skin. You could do different characters from the show because if you remember, I want to tattoo Jerry's, Jerry's d- face on my face. What's well, the thing? Like, if you remember the characters from the show, Jerry had like all these OCD problems with certain characters, like Close Talker. So you could get like man hands tattooed on your hands. <laughs> yeah,
1: True. Do you have like a little Kenny Banya spot on your back.
3: You have little Jerry He's Michael got oval Ovaltine. <laughs>
4: Ovaltine, yeah. He gets I'll pe- tattoo a can of Ovaltine on the palm <laughs> of my hand. <laughs> you could get a full-size Alf on your body because he's only four feet tall. I'm <laughs> sure there's Alf tattoos.
1: I'm positive. Yeah. Full-size. I size. guarantee people you, like if you go- and- I'm going to do it right now. If you Google Alf tattoos, yeah. Yeah. I-, I know there are some.
3: I'm going to Google uh, Seinfeld tattoos. Any other maybe uh, pass Say
4: by the bell. Ooh, I'd love ah. a Kelly Kapowski
1: tattoo on my back. Sure. Yeah, there are tons of ALF tattoos. The Alf tattoos oh, this is the, the
4: way alf faces on your body look like burns. They they just like
1: <laughs> Yeah. They don't translate well in they tattoo don't. form. <laughs>
4: All right, what do you have, Calvin? Oh well. Um and and to the listeners, we just cut out nineteen minutes of us searching for Terrible (laughs) sitcom tattoos. Sitcom tattoos. Don't worry. uh,
1: It's the editorial question of the week.
4: (laughs) (laughs) We're all very distracted
0: right now. More work for Snavely. So as you all know, the the school year is starting up. People are going back to school, back to college. And a uh, move-in day at Yale University can really wear a person out. But this year, uh, it more than wore a person out. Someone, an incoming (laughs) freshman, was very tired when he got there. Basically, an incoming student at Yale made a promise on his application that he would walk to Yale if he was accepted, and he did. He got accepted, and he walked the 400 miles from Baltimore, Maryland, to uh, New Haven, Connecticut, went to show up in Yale, and he made it in time for uh, like freshman orientation and for move-in day. Um, He he did about uh, 270 miles on the Appalachian Trail to avoid traffic (laughs) and cars. But did he basically, bring he,
3: his stuff with him, or did he have a ship there?
0: I I don't know. It's a good question. Um, yeah, I he probably pulled had a, it. He had, he had it in a wagon it. behind him.
3: <laughs> he, he had a mule like a hey. sled.
0: Yeah, yeah. And just come on, IKEA furniture isn't that heavy. Um, <laughs> but anyway, this whole thing made me think of uh, if that this guy is seven things I would pull across. <laughs> the country. Oh, I should have done that. <laughs> <laughs> but it made me think that this guy is is set up with pickup lines for his college life, like. For like his entire like campus experience. Hey, um, girl. When he's socializing on <laughs> campus, uh, he is, he's set up with pickup lines forever. So it made me think of the top five pickup lines <laughs> that this guy should use when he's out socializing on campus. Cannot wait. I'm ready. I'd love a drum roll if I could. <laughs> Number five. <laughs> I may have walked 400 miles to get to Yale, but baby, you're the reason my knees are weak.
1: No. Oh, oh, that's actually quite I, I good I think he
3: can actually yeah. use that yeah.
1: one I, I, they okay.
4: all have to start with hey girl yeah, okay.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> oh and by the way this guy looks exactly like Ryan Gosling, Ryan Gosling. <laughs> in yeah. your mind it's Ryan Gosling continue yeah. It's uh, James
0: Franco. <laughs> James Franco playing Ryan Gosling. dressed And very inquisitive.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you turkeys. Uh, <laughs> hey, girl. <laughs> you turkeys. <laughs> <laughs> hey, girl. <laughs> That's terrible. It's John Lovitz uh, saying hey. Uh, I like it. it is okay. hilarious. Yeah. So,
4: picture this is it's, John it. Lovitz. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, just, uh, just so you know, as a person with OCD, this, this recording has been like, really stressful on me. <laughs> um, it's all over the place. Number four. Excuse me, are you lost? Because heaven is a long way from here. But if it's 400 miles or less, I got you covered. <laughs> <laughs> Started with hey girl. Um, hey girl. And uh, Number three. Hey girl. <laughs> if I could rearrange the alphabet, I would put you and I together. And if I could choose a new location for Yale, it would be 400 miles from here.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because he's got to walk back at Christmas break. He doesn't have a car. Again, I'm picturing John Lovitz, and these are even funnier.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, Hey, girl. uh,
0: Sorry, number two. Hey, girl. Do you believe in love at first sight, or should I walk by again? Because I could do this all day. (laughs) <laughs> and number one. Hey girl. Are you from Tennessee? Could you give me a ride?
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh. yeah, well oh, done.
0: So oh, oh, that's that a that really noble. good list.
3: Oh, I'd say I'd say top three. We might leave it in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this list yeah. might make it. We'll leave one in. <laughs> <laughs> this will be a top th- It'll be a, th- a top three, one. Three, 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 yeah, three it's guys. all like, and
4: here's pickup lines.
3: And number one! <laughs> <laughs> just <laughs> abruptly. Why cut. do you
4: number it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, that'll do it for Sices. Stay tuned. Up next, the heavy. listening to Wild Nothing, the song is Shadow. But if it's nothing, how is there a shadow? That's why it's wild. (laughs) Bands, you need to think these things through. We will rip you apart. (laughs) Renegade English soul rockers The Heavy have just released their third full-length album, The Glorious Dead. The album is a follow-up to their acclaimed sophomore record, The House That Dirt Built, which included the breakout song How You Like Me Now. You know it. The new record mixes together soul, hip hop, rock, blues, and funk into glorious, raucous party music that's equally full of heart. Our very own Tyler Huckabee recently spoke to lead singer Kelvin Swabby. Here is the heavy.
5: As a whole, how have you guys, as a band, even your style of music that you're into, changed since the House of Dirt Built?
2: It didn't. It didn't change. It's just that you know we kind of had two tracks on the House that Dirt Built that were kind of built around like samples, you know. Mm-hmm. And and it, as much as we didn't sample those samples, we took influence from the things that we'd sampled originally, and we made them ours, you know, like with How You Like Me Now and with 16. We kind of did that, but. With this record, we kind of really set out to kind of really dig deep into our record collections, like between the four of us, and it'd be like, no, this needs to be Stooges, or "This, this needs to be like, you know, Max Romeo, you know?
5: Do you have any theories, any, any working theories on why some of that music that you're talking about, why, why have people lost that? Why, are we, why has that been buried so deep while some other stuff survives and is played a lot? Like, a lot of people know who, like, say, Luther Vandross is, but a lot of other really great stuff from his era just isn't listened to.
2: I mean, the thing is, it's like right now within modern music, it's about there's a lot of marketing, as we well know, and generally about ability rather than mm-hmm. the content of the song. I think what we deal with is kind of content, you know? And just singing the song and getting the song across as honestly as possible. What I've kind of noticed with the music, especially over the past kind of like, I don't know, five, 10 years or something, the way that it's kind of gotten to now, it's about people that soul through thrilled throughout the whole of a tune, you know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. just like, and you're not really trying to saying anything. I think you need to go back and you need to listen to the greats. You need to, you need to listen to like martha reeves or you need to listen to you know al green or sil johnson or ann peebles and like the way you know they just used to sing the song you can still do it with the music that they're making but just like you know just think about the song a little bit more you know what i mean it's all it's all a little bit plastic now it's all a little bit kind of computer game like and um you know it's like i embrace technology but i still have to go back to the vintage ideology you know what i mean
5: So is that part of the reason where you start, where I started reaching out to like the gospel choir on the new stuff?
2: Yeah, well, the idea of using the gospel on the new stuff, it was like, I was, I was just talking to Sam, our bus driver. When you're on a bus and you have your laptop, you know, I've got all of these tracks that I'm kind of working on. And all I could ever hear with like a lot of the choruses were just like, well, what makes a good man needs to have a call and response. But I don't want want to just use like two or three girls. I want it it rapturous, you know what I mean? I want it so that it's just like, tell me, you know, that you're doing it like on a Sunday morning or something and, and making people just like rise out of their seats. So the idea is not to use gospel on everything, but to have all of these incredible singers to hand that we can say for like another track, we'll just use three of you. You know, or mm-hmm. let's let's make this sound like the Ietss or let's make this sound like the Ronets or let, why don't why don't we get these to sound like those kind of sopranos that sing on that Ma- Monroe song Phoenix, like going back to Phoenix or something. you know what I mean? It's just like let's just have these twelve singers that we can just mix and match and just like put to tracks, and that's what we did.
5: Talk about, like, some of the guys use vintage instruments they find while you're just touring around, or you leave, like, little imperfections in your recordings that you could really easily just scrub out or do another take. Why do you like the rough edges?
2: Because that's the way it's always been, you know? With Great Vengeance and Furious Fire, there's so many mistakes in that. You know, our first record, there's so many mistakes in it, but it just sounds right. It sounds correct, and if if you listen to Stooges' record, it's just like... There might be like 20 seconds of it that's absolute perfection, but because of the vibe of it, you know, if, if if you start getting down to it, it has to be played like this. It has to be played like this. Like it has to be pinpoint. Then you know, we're not robots. It's like I, I love that kind of human element to what we do. When it when it sounds right, it sounds right. It, you know, you don't interfere with it. You know, so that's why the imperfections get left in. We'll have sh-
5: A lot of people will probably, at this point, would say they know the heavy as, like the band with "How You Like Me Now" or maybe the band that Letterman asked to do an encore ever. But what do you hope that people remember the heavy for? Or what do you hope, like, the legacy that you guys leave is?
2: I think to understand that you can you can mix anything with anything, you know, because that's what we do. We take all of the classic pieces that we absolutely love and we throw them together, it doesn't matter what the genre is and I think, I would h- hope that people can see that, that people can see that it's not just a one genre trick pony, you know what I mean? It's, I want people to understand that you can live out exactly what it is that you want to do and it doesn't have to be specific to one genre, you know? It's like when we're in Europe, there are some countries that are kind of like but you fuse this and this and this and this and this together how do you do that? And it's just like because you can, <laughs> you know what I mean. Because you can, we do. You know what I mean. It's like it doesn't sound odd. It just sounds like you know you create the sound. So yeah, I just want I just want people to kind of think that we bought it, <laughs> we brought it, and you liked it.
4: You listen to The Heavy. Their new album, The Glorious Dead, is available everywhere. You're listening to Letting Up Despite Great Faults. Seems like that's a little long. The song is Visions. So they're saving space on the song names yeah. because there's not many characters left in your iPod display <laughs> after it says their band name. Okay, it's time for our fantasy showdown. <laughs>
1: Okay, so uh, a lot of you, well, maybe a lot of you, but a significant number of the population are going to be engaged in fantasy football drafts either this past week or are going to jump into some leagues in the coming weeks. And fantasy football is going to take over uh, much of our recreational internet time. So in honor of fantasy football, I wanted to do a game that would unite the fantasy football player with, with people that may not be into fantasy, but I don't see why they can't play nicely together, fans of actual fantasy. Oh, my. <laughs> so I'm talking about fantasy literature, fantasy films, fantasy video games. Or
4: uh, 80s sitcoms.
1: Yeah, or, or, or yeah, uh, implausible 80s sci-fi sitcoms. <laughs> so I put together a game, and I, I found sports nicknames – and a list of uh fantasy names that i found on the internet i either went to the fantasy name generator at wizards.com which i'm sure you're all familiar with you can put in your name and it generates a name like belak the lore master um or from other fantasy things like books video games or movies um all of the sports nicknames, in case you question their legitimacy, came from the sports nickname list on Wikipedia, which they, which they have. They're not just from football. They're from all the sports. Uh, so I'm going to read a nickname or a name, and you have to tell me whether it's an actual sports figure or if it's a fantasy figure.
4: All right. Because it's such a special game, we invited Tyler Huckabee back. It'll be Tyler versus Calvin oh. on the score. This is team. a true
1: fantasy showdown.
4: Okay. Take it away, Jesse.
1: Okay, so um, Tyler, I will let you go first, and you have to tell me whether this is the name of a fantasy character or the name, the nickname of a sports figure, Harry the Hammer.
5: I will go with uh, I will go with an actual sports figure.
1: I'm sorry, that is a character in Warhammer. Ah,
5: uh, Terrible way to Thanks start Thanks for yeah. playing I,
0: tally, I you know okay, well. <laughs> <laughs> Alright Calvin Well actually Harry the Hammer Is actually The haircut I request When I go in To, to get a haircut hey,
5: Just give me Harry the Hammer can we, can we confirm That there is no Nickname of Harry the Hammer Anywhere in the sports I can tell you World I can tell you. Well, again, let me preface throughout.
1: all of the all of the sports nicknames came from the Wikipedia list okay. of sports nicknames okay. because I'm sure there are obscure fantasy novels that I'm not familiar with. That oh. you know, some of these are crossover names. Or so. some
4: guy who's like you know trying to make the team call,
5: of the yeah. Lions. The teammates say, <laughs> that he calls himself Harry. Hey guys, it's mm-hmm. me. It's Harry the Hammer. Yeah, yeah. yeah shut but, up, yeah, Harry.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 Harry, look, no one's gonna call you that.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, Calvin. The thin beast. The thin beast. Mm-hmm. I know this
0: one. Could you just say it one more time?
1: <laughs> okay, imagine John Lovett's name. Can, can you use it in a
0: sentence? <laughs> can you use it in a sentence?
1: <laughs> all right, all right. The Thin Beast. Is it? Is, it a, is it a sports okay. figure or a fantasy character? I'm going to go sports figure. You are correct, sir. Oh. Cameron, did you know this one? No. It's is Philip it? Dahlhauser. The beach volleyball player.
0: No, I didn't.
4: (laughs) I'm not up on my men's volleyball.
1: Okay. Um, (laughs) All right. uh, Okay, here's a good one. Fatty Wiggins. All right, Tyler. (laughs) Fatty Wiggins, Tyler. I think that's just
0: a character from like a Charles Dickens novel. (laughs)
1: Um, Hey, Dubna. (laughs) No.
5: Fatty no, Wiggins it's here it's it's
1: me. It's it's a me. Needs it's something me. From Fatty Wiggins
5: <laughs>
1: I, I want, want some jackals. Fatty, fatty
0: Wiggins. Wiggins You don't need no more Fatty Wiggins You're such a miser <laughs> uh, uh, Wait Ooh. Is Fatty Wiggins The adult
4: or the child Because
0: <laughs> everybody's Doing it different There's multiple There's multiple series In his life Oh okay. Yeah. yeah
4: Okay so he, he, was a, he was a rambunctious little guy yep. and ended up as an adult becoming a miser.
5: <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah. He started out as a Dickensian street
4: urchin. Well, like what happened to him to go from urchin to becoming a miser? You would think he would be generous and loving. Some, something involving
0: Falcor. <laughs>
5: okay. <laughs> uh, Less said about so that, th- That one, the no. better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say that's a hmm, fatty Wiggins. Yeah, we'll go sports figure
1: it's it's a fantasy character yeah from I <laughs> he's gonna do
5: that
1: yeah <laughs> this
5: is this is my first time yeah I, i'm
1: i'm a tricky uh quiz master you, here I'm, but I, we call him yeah. the thing and the least. next one is tricky quiz master <laughs> 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 Jesse uh, all right calvin nasia the serpent nasia the serpent well
0: look the obvious i feel like this is tricky. And I feel like the obvious way to go is fantasy. So I'm going to go with sports figure.
1: It's fantasy. It's from a book series called Slayers. Again, I had to go to a lot of weird websites, a lot of weird demonic stuff to find it. So.
0: The, uh, i just like to imagine like the, the general manager of the inn at the Rodanthe place you're staying at is looking on their like internet history now. Man,
1: this guy did some weird fantasy and ALF tattoos. Yeah. <laughs> Who are these freaks that are staying here? Uh, all right all right tyler battle cyborg (laughs) battle cyborg
5: let's think about this just object like that sounds like a fantasy sort of a sci-fi fantasy character but that would be a particularly unimaginative name for an author to give to somebody in their fantasy novel because it just sort of says what it is right out there it's not it, it, it's a battle cyborg. It's like calling me a human being. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go with sports character.
1: You are right. It's Jerome Labana, mm. the kickboxer. Uh,
4: also, that one was worth three points. What? Yeah.
5: Oh, yeah. That's three uh, one. You'll learn it's, something it's about playing a game on the podcast, uh, Tyler. Yeah, we you keep can change it the rules this, at any this time. Is, this is a. There's Three a lot one. more stakes okay. in this game uh, than I uh, thought. All right, Calvin. All right. Can Muscle we clarify shark. how
0: many points this next one is for? After. after <laughs> Depends on if you
5: get it right or wrong. Yep. Uh-huh.
1: Muscle Shark. Muscle Shark. I'm going fantasy. That is the name of Sean Shirk, the MMA fighter.
4: <laughs> <laughs> and that one actually would have been worth 12 points. So oh. Do I get oh. negative uh, 12?
1: No, <laughs> no just, you just don't get it. So oh, it's
5: okay. 3-1. Sorry, Calvin. Still 3-1. Man. All right, how about uh, Commander Gray? <laughs> Commander, Commander Gray, Commander Gray, get in here. Commander Gray, why don't you run the eye formation? <laughs> 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 Spoken like a true Nebraska. <laughs> Um, We're going to say, I'm going to go with a fantasy, like a, a fantasy character.
1: You are correct, because Commander Gray is the Gnome King, also uh, yeah. from the Oz books.
4: Mm-hmm. That one actually, sadly, was only worth zero points.
5: But you did get it right. <laughs> you did get it right. <laughs> it's a good moral still boost. Oh, yeah, I still uh, feel like I, it's got uh, me in a good zone now.
1: All right, Calvin. The bronze queen. Oh, uh, that's easy. That's a sports figure. That is correct. It's Marlene Odie, the sprinter.
0: Wow. Nine I'm points a, right uh, there. I'm a huge sprinting
1: fan. Wait,
4: no. 10-3. <laughs> yeah, nine points. Wow. 10-3. Wow. You got to jump this around right. in here.
1: <laughs> All right, Tyler, the little master. Mm, the little master.
4: Otherwise, known
5: as Fatty McGiggins.
3: Yeah, like yeah, <laughs> Fat, Fatty Wiggins.
5: <laughs> Fatty Wiggins. Yeah, I thought that was a nickname of of Fatty Wiggins, but now I'm hmm. little master. Run the eye formation. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think of what sport the little master would play. Yeah, like, he's like, he he might be like a like the tiniest poker card player. shark. Yeah, or poker. We'll go sports figure.
1: That is Clive Churchill, the famous rugby player.
5: Well played, Mm. Tyler Huckabee. Mm. Six points.
1: All right, so So, uh, what's the score? Nine
0: to ten. Nine to ten,
1: yeah. Okay. Metatron.
0: Again, with the Charles Dickens type (laughs) characters. Okay. Metatron. Metatron. Metatron.
5: Pardon me, Metatron. Spare a farthing. Metatron, can you help me with my bum leg? <laughs> <laughs> can Smash you build <laughs> me?
0: Can you build me a new leg, Metatron?
5: You share the Queen's own persistence, Metatron.
0: Metatron,
1: fantasy. That is correct. It is the angelic character from the El Shaddai role-playing game.
4: Oh. Huh. That one was worth a cupcake. So it's still 9 to 10, oh, final good. round.
1: Uh, final uh, round. I would like a one worth All right, all right, here, here's one. Uh, th- this is a tricky one. Valkia the Bloody. <laughs> <laughs> what? Wasn't that? Wasn't that the Valkia original name of Xbox 20? Valkia the Bloody. <laughs> Valkia
5: the Bloody. From the NeverEnding Story. I yeah. know. It, sounds, it seems to me like that's not a, a nickname. It would need to be something you could just bark out right. really quickly. Yeah, right. As in, Valkia like the, the, the Bloody getting the eye formation Yeah, no, but no, but no like you the wouldn't little do master. That. Right. Well, yeah. Valkia the Bloody, once again... Taken it all the way. In. <laughs> no, it just doesn't work. No, it's it doesn't gotta work. be. It's gotta be a fantasy novel.
1: That is correct. Also, a character mm. from the series Warhammer. Worth
4: eight points. He takes the lead, seventeen to ten. Uh-huh. All right,
1: th- this is this is for the game.
4: Well, no, we don't know. But we, sure. <laughs> <laughs> we just know the count is down seventeen to ten. That's yeah. how we know. Okay,
1: yeah. the Queen of Spades. I'm going to go sports figure. You are correct. Shayna Basler, an MMA fighter.
4: Unfortunately, it was only worth 4 points. Tyler
5: wins oh, 17-14, but Calvin oh. gets a cupcake. Okay. So we're both so, we're both winners we're both. in our own way. It's, <laughs> it's true. Our,
4: it congratulations true. on your debut. It was a podcast real, real game, pleasure, Tyler.
5: Real pleasure, guys. I was on today. You're the heart of a champion.
4: Congratulations on your win uh, of most points. Stay tuned up next feedback. I
3: Oh, is
2: it true love? Oh, is it true love? Oh, is it
4: true love? Oh, 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 you're listening to Mirror Talk. The song is Choose Life.
3: Mirror Talk is good. Lifts you up. I if you're do- saying
4: good things Right Otherwise you could Tear yourself down That's and, true. and they're saying Hey folks If you're doing some mirror talk Choose life mm-hmm. It's time for your feedback Last week We asked you To tell us What you did This summer
3: Oh yeah We wanted to
4: hear Your craziest summer stories At the beginning of the Summer we asked you What you were Going to do And then We wanted to hold you Accountable <laughs> For your big grand plans And we wanted to hear What you actually Ended up doing So you guys went over To the podcast episode page at relevantmagazine.com. You also hit us up on Twitter, at Relevant Podcast, and on our Facebook page. Here's a few of our favorite replies.
1: Well, Jessica Roth said that uh, her craziest summer story is when she got chased by a moose twice. <laughs> <laughs> I think she wins. Yeah. Awesome. 17 points. Uh, the, the first time, she, she, she noted that she's pregnant with her first child, so she moves a little slowly, but she's walking with her mom and stepdad. Uh, And they wanted to take her a walk uh, through a nearby park to show her there's nothing to be afraid of around there. Um, When they stumbled upon a mother and her baby moose who started to pursue them, Uh, they were able to uh, hide and, and elude the moose. Then, just a few weeks later, this was just a couple weeks ago, she's walking into work. She crossed the road from the parking lot, and there was another moose and and a baby which started to chase her. Uh, This time, (laughs) she was able to duck into some pine trees and wait it out. And uh, she was a little late for work, but eluded the moose for the second time. Oh my goodness. Yeah, that's pretty terrifying. Yeah, she wins. A a moose isn't an animal I would want to be chased by.
0: to uh, This is from Shelley on our podcast feedback page on com slash podcast. Easy to remember. Shelly says, to share another moose story, um, and who'd have thought two moose stories in one day, what? but here you go. I spent my summer in Alaska working at a Bible camp. I was... Hiding one fine night by the fireplace during a night game. Night is in quotes, hmm. um, but night game. Like isn't K in and I, like medieval times. No N I G H T. I was hiding underneath an army blanket and thought that's good detail. I uh, and thought to myself, <laughs> I should really be on the lookout for moose right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we've for, all been there. Really. So pretty much as soon as I set up, there was a mama moose with her baby running full speed directly towards me. My goodness. They were getting away from something else, and I just happened to be in their line of galloping. I stood up, shaking, afraid, and saying to myself, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. I wasn't behind anything. These, these moose were about uh, 15 feet away from me, again running full speed. Before I looked to my right, I saw a tree, closed my eyes, screamed like a dying hyena... <laughs> With, like, a monkey in the. And <laughs> the yeah, yeah, like a on monkey helium. on
3: helium. <laughs>
1: and
0: jumped <laughs> like an opera singer. Th- and while thinking to myself, this is going to really hurt really bad, I seriously thought I was going to die. But fortunately, she did not die because she wrote this.
2: Um, <laughs> and fortunately, they didn't
0: know I was there. They ran in the other direction <laughs> when I screamed. <laughs> Needless to say, I came out of the woods to the campers, and my co director, white faced and white lipped, it was intense. Was she hmm. white? <laughs> well, she, I mean, that would be a, she, a dynamic change if she. She wasn't. <laughs> if she wasn't, wasn't, if she wasn't true. Like,
4: so, but he might think something if, else happened. If you're happens. white, if you're white, and then you come out and you're like, "I was said white faced." Maybe just pale. As a ghost. That's not a detail you would share if you're already white. So maybe I think what's happened she for her to 10, bother at to least. for her to bother to tell us this detail mm-hmm. it's because her yep. skin transformed. Shelly, if you're out there,
1: I don't know the politically correct way to ask this question, but please clarify <laughs> yeah. your slice. I
3: think Season she just four. meant to say, "Why does it go, guys? Yeah, take it, take it out everywhere." Well,
1: well, R- Reed Buck. I think he. I. Th- I don't think anyone's going to top this. His wife gave birth to his daughter. His summer highlight. Mm. Congratulations! That's a good person to give yeah, congratulations? To Reed.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I have a question. How did um, the editorial question of the week jingle come up? And everyone was. Taking sides. Okay,
4: so here's the deal. how that happened? So, so somebody it. tweeted us about the, the ditty you're about to hear. It's been our ditty. <laughs> ditty. It's been our ditty for seven years. Um, there are very few things, there are no things still on this podcast <laughs> from our first you. year other than me and yeah. what you're about to hear. Uh. Every week we introduce our feedback segment, our question of the week with the same little jingle. So somebody said on Twitter the other day, hey, I love the podcast, but I hate that jingle. Can you please just get rid of that so we can have a good podcast? Mm. And then somebody else said, yeah, what he said, I hate that jingle. And then I saw so as relevant podcasts, I retweeted it. I'm like, people, is this, is this true? Mm-hmm. Have you all turned on us? <laughs> Should we change this? And then we got inundated with people saying, no, it's hilarious. I sing along every week. It's, no, it's, it's part of what the podcast is. So what we decided was, no, it States, it's legacy, it's grandfathered in forever and ever, even though we don't even call it the editorial question of the week anymore. We just call it the question of the week. Mm-hmm. We, we can't change it. So then people started asking, especially the new listeners, where did it come from? So the answer is this, officially, Flynn Atkins produced a podcast <laughs> that first year or two years uh, after we've started He, I wanted jingles. I wanted an intro for slices. I wanted an intro for the feedback. I wanted, you know, all this stuff. So we had an intro for slices that was swords going, (laughs) like the the sheathing of swords, right? Mm -hmm. And then we had this. And the way he made this was he recorded it himself and then modulated it higher. Right. Some people people thought it was was Kara or something. It's not Kara. It's actually Flynn's voice and he modulated it. So it's the only thing we have left of Flynn. I'm not going to get rid of it. (laughs) Yeah. No, it's It's a a cult classic. It's a weekly memorial. Yeah. So anyway. Deal with it, people. So yeah. So so what you're about to hear is staying. Deal with it. It's time for this week's... Editorial question of the week. All right. Well, we got off off the rails. Now, you guys heard part of it. You heard part of it. uh, But we made more work for Snavely. Uh, We spent about 45 minutes scouring the Google, looking at 80s sitcom tattoos... Uh, you guys heard a, min- a couple minutes of it. But it got us thinking. We want to know from you, what 80s or childhood show or movie would you tattoo? And what would the tattoo be? Where would it be?
3: <laughs> where would it be?
4: <laughs> well, we saw several tattoos that it wasn't the actual tattoo per se that was so crazy. It was where they put it. Right. L- like Man Thighs.
3: Man yeah. Thighs. That woman that did Golden Girls across her th- Front thighs.
4: Uh, yeah, the, the across the front of her legs, yeah, above her knees. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That's for life. And, That's for
4: my full size, life size, 100% scale ALF tattoo going down the back of my body.
1: See, I would have a John Lovitz tattoo on my chest with American flag behind it because the band's a national treasure.
4: <laughs> <laughs> okay, so head over to the podcast episode page at relevantmagazine.com. Hit us up on Twitter or Facebook and tell us your 80s, 90s movie or TV. Thing that you would that should be tattooed to immortalize it, yeah. And then what would the scene be, even you know, Mm because yeah, just you know, a face that's yeah, describe the tattoo in detail, right? Yeah, it's not just a face, that's nothing like Jesse. He's got the American flag. Tell us the
0: context, the full description of the tattoo, and we'll pick one that we like and we'll each get tattooed. Yeah, we'll get the tattoo. Yeah, (laughs) okay. On that
4: note, we'll wrap things up. Many thanks to the Heavy for talking to us. Check out their new album, it's out. Everywhere. If you want to find out more, uh, check out theheavy.co.uk. I know I've been talking about the store for a couple weeks, and you've gone over there, and it wasn't up. It's up. It's officially up now. It's up. So check out the newrelevancestore.com. Uh, it's kind of neat. Uh, we also have, you know, we have digital downloads. We have art. We have l- logo goods and some other limited edition stuff. Uh, we have the Blue Light Jazz special edition movie, mm-hmm. which you can pre-order. It's going to be available in a week or two. So go check out the new store.com while you're at the site, subscribe to relevant magazine. Uh, we're, we're running out of watches. So the free watch promotion is, uh, ending. So if you see an ad on the site that says get a free watch, when you subscribe to relevant, click that link and you'll get a free $25. Hello, somebody watch included with your subscription. Right. It's a good time to get a, get the mag on that note. We'll wrap it up. I'm Cameron Strang.
3: I'm Maya Strang.
4: I am shark muscle.
1: <laughs> I'm Jesse Carey. I'm Patty Wiggins. <laughs>
4: <laughs> That's Chad Michael Snably. We'll see you next week. I Well, I can't help
3: but be scared of it all.
2: Sometimes the rain's going to wash away. I believe her
5: Thanks for listening to the Relevant Podcast. Go follow us on Twitter at
1: Relevant Podcast. And for more great content, check out relevantmagazine.com.
4: She's got a little bit of something. God, it's better than nothing.
1: No, no offense to non American listeners, but I just want those out there. These colors don't run.